Hello everyone, I'm your host Roman Garcia from Nerd Support and welcome to the Creating a Culture of Innovation podcast. We're here to highlight up and coming and growing businesses that want to show off their culture and what makes them stand out with technology. Our goal is to educate our audience about having a strong IT and cybersecurity infrastructure and showing how other businesses are leveraging technology in order to succeed. Nerd Support is an award-winning managed service provider that's been helping businesses in the U.S. and around the world with managed IT, consulting, and cloud solutions for almost 20 years. If you found what we talked about in today's episode valuable and are looking to advance your business's technology strategy, we can offer you a free IT consultation where we examine your technology, cybersecurity, and compliance so we can take care of your IT and you can focus on the growth of your business. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at cacoi.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. And to learn how Nerd Support can help you succeed with technology, visit us at nerdsupport.com. All right, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creating a Culture of Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Roman Garcia, and I'm joined today by yet another business leader who's cultivating a culture of innovation within his business, Tyler Robertson. Tyler is the CEO of Diesel Laptops, which provides commercial truck efficiency solutions for truck repair facilities, such as diagnostics tools, parts and repair information, and technician training. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tyler. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Well, thanks, Roman. And I got to tell you too, like we're, we, you know, you just kind of explained what we did and it's been an evolution over here as we kept changing and coming up with new things and, and new ideas. And uh, I think that's all part of the journey. Just kind of keep reevaluating your company, but I'm excited to have some conversations today. Thanks. I really appreciate that. And I'll, I'll give you, I'm actually going to give you a chance to uh, go into a little bit more in depth. Uh, what I also hear that you guys seem to be pretty big tech nerds yourself. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So let's get right into it. All right, Tyler, so tell me and the audience a little bit about your business's mission statement. What does Diesel Laptops do for businesses around you to help them succeed? Yeah, so, you know, when I started seven years ago, it was just me in my garage, and I was just like, hey, I'm going to go I'm gonna go sell some tools on the trunk of my car and hopefully make, make some money. But it's really evolved, and, you know, you're really asking the why question, like, why do you guys do what you do? And that question today is totally different than it was when we first started. But today... It's, I feel we're in the position, and I don't know a lot of people can say this, but we're in the position to go create a positive impact on our entire industry. And not many companies, not many people have the opportunity to do that. And our industry is really at the heart of it, commercial trucks and all that freight moving up and down the road. We got supply chains all of a sudden in the news and a popular subject point all of a sudden. Yeah, right. With COVID and everything happening after COVID and the ripple effects. And in the day, there's people like us that are supplying the tools in the marketplace to allow people to actually fix these things efficiently. And efficiently is a big problem in our industry because commercial trucks, they got really complex really quick with emissions, with advanced electrical, and now we have robots driving cars and trucks, we have electrification coming, and it's more important than ever that we keep doing what we do. We have a huge shortage of people that wanna work on trucks and fix trucks. There's a labor shortage going on everywhere. Our industry's been experiencing for 10 years, it's even getting worse. So we're here to help those guys fix everything much more efficiently so that Groceries show up and clothes are at the store for people to buy and and the world just keeps on moving like it should. Right. And it's, it's funny because we, uh, we also have a, a, the next podcast coming up. We actually have someone who does drone logistics. So, uh, so all that logistics and manufacturing, definitely in, in the need of some innovation. And I'm glad that you guys are at the forefront to help that industry out. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a really it's a really crazy time because one of the big pivot points that's happening here, and if anyone's listening to this, already knows what happens when your vehicle breaks down, right? Your vehicle, you're driving down the road, a check engine light comes on or makes a noise and it stops working. You bring it into a shop, they fix it, and you get your vehicle back. And if you really think about it, that's a horrible experience. It's completely reactionary. You're dealing with it after the fact, your time's impacted. And you got to think about trucks. Trucks are tools to, to make people money. They're not just to go to work or go bring your kid to baseball practice or whatever it is. It's a tool. And if that tool's down, that's a problem because now someone's not getting their freight when they expect it and that the whole ripple thing happens. Yeah. So really what's very cool is technology's changing everything. Now that you have data coming off vehicles as they're driving down the road and things are getting more standardized, all of a sudden you can get predictive. And I never believed it until this year. I actually saw it with my own eyes where we can take data off a vehicle, it can be analyzed, and we can tell you before you even have a problem, which completely flips around the whole model. And let's face it, if you own a vehicle and someone tells you before you have a problem, much better position do you be in than for it to be broke down 100 miles from nowhere with a load of freight on it that needs to get somewhere in two hours. So that's kind of like what the purpose of the laptops are, that they're like uh, directly linked to the truck so you can easily uh, check all that stuff out? So there was a guy 20 years ago that kind of wrote the evolution of diagnostics. He had this chart and table that he came up with. And when I first saw it, I kind of blew it off. But then I, I ran across it again last year. I'm like, you know what, man, this guy was like a genius. He was absolutely right on the evolution of where these things are going. And right. that's what it started with as a company a couple of years ago was we'll just be that reactionary thing. Like we'll have the tools, we'll have support, we'll have training, we'll, we'll help people fix things that are broken. But as data is coming off vehicles and 5G makes its way everywhere and people learn more and AI tools get really, really good, all of a sudden you start to realize like, man, I wonder if we were getting a bunch of data off that vehicle as it's driving down the road. And people need to understand when a, when a check engine light comes on, it's because a sensor hit a threshold, right? right? So that sensor might be going up, 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 boom, it hits a level and the code goes off. Well, what if we could monitor it and be like, man, that sensor is starting to get a little out of normal. And we'll compare normal to what that, that vehicle does. We'll compare that normal to what everybody else's vehicle does. And we'll use these data analytical tools and look at other sensors and other things. And sure enough, you can be predictive and you can actually say, hey, I think you're about to have a mechanical failure here or an electrical failure. Let's That's get really this cool. thing looked at. It, it's super cool because now that freight company, they can decide, hey, do I need to get someone else to drop the trailer and pick up on a trailer? Maybe mm -hmm. I can find a truck stop ahead of me that can actually look at this thing. Maybe I can even figure out what part I need to fix my truck before I even get there. And now I, I can eliminate my downtime in this repair process. And those are the things that really improve the efficiency wow. of the diagnostic world and the repair world. So it's, it's really new stuff that's just coming on. Um, and like I said earlier, I, a year ago, I would have said, man, that's science fiction. That's never going to happen. This isn't Star Trek. Uh, but it, it really works. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. Clients have seen it with their own eyes. So it's really cool stuff. And we're excited to kind of be the forefront of that. Yeah, like where they pull like the, the spaceship in and then like, the, or like Tony Stark that, that he throws up the hologram. You can like see the diagram of the, the vehicle and be like, oh, th there's something going on right there. <laughs> well, even that stuff isn't that far off. I had someone here at our office and they make the uh, augmented reality glasses and, you know, you, you put them on and you see a truck in front of you. Like I was in my conference room and there's a truck in front of me. I could touch it. I could do things. So that technology exists. The, the problem they had was, is, 
hey, we want these to be training aids to teach people how to do things. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we built all this, but we don't actually have the con- we don't have the knowledge to build the content to actually tell people how to how to do those things. So they're looking at right. us to be a content producer in that situation. So it's that kind of stuff. It's the fact that we have a huge shortage. Today in the United States, there's an estimated 80,000 diesel technician jobs available. Mm-hmm. Our secondary schools, the technical schools, will produce about 8,000. Um, and that number has been getting worse and worse every year. So you have this huge shortage and you have a bunch of entry-level people trying to get in. And one of the companies that's out there, and you see it's like at a Penske and Ryder in these places where these entry-level people that really don't know much where the glasses and then the glasses are sending, you know, they have a camera on them and they're beaming it back to someone at a desk. And they're telling and putting arrows on that VR and telling people where to point and what to touch and what to do. And they're walking them through it. So technology is going to solve a lot of these things that are going on with the maintenance, the diagnostics, the predictive stuff. It's uh, it's really crazy how fast technology is moving uh, nowadays. Yeah, we have a little bit of that stuff, uh, but in like the IT world, uh, all those diagnostics tools that we can see catch things before they happen. Uh, but all that stuff's really in- interesting, honestly, that I didn't know it was it went that in depth. Uh, just to quickly move on, because uh, <laughs> that, was, that was only question one. Uh, but I wanted to get into how, what made you want to start your business, these laptops, and did you have any inspirational figures in your life leading up to it? Yeah, another why question. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't want to quit my job and go work for myself. I was doing both at the same time. And I thought life was great. And then one day, the person I was reporting to at work, they they said I had to make a choice. And um, I actually initially chose to keep working for them. And then my my wife told me, "What's wrong with you? Let's 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 roll the dice and try this thing." So so I started. And the why question is really what you're asking there. And at first, it was, "Man, can I just make a living and be my own boss?" And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem when you work for someone else is one day can just all go away and you have no control over anything. Right. Um, and I was more of like, you know what, let's go try it out. Doesn't work. We'll figure out life from there. I'm a, you know, marketable employee with somebody somewhere. Right. We'll, we'll do that whole thing. Um, so that was, that was why it got started. And as I said earlier, it just kind of kept changing as we went along there. Um, we've now been one of the fastest growing companies in the U S we're an Inc 500 cust- uh, Inc 500 one year. We actually bought an Inc 51 year. We just didn't have some financials done. So we, we grew fast. Yeah. We, we just grew really fast and it was, it wasn't, a, none of it was planned. Uh, so we just call it unintentional. <laughs> we just, we just happened to see the doors of opportunity and just kept running with it and, and moving forward fast as we could. Yeah. And I also wanted to quickly throw in there that while I was snooping around in your LinkedIn that I saw, uh, that, uh, really great story about uh, your father that you were able to uh, kind of repay him uh, once you found that success. And I, I found that that was a really heart, uh, wholesome story. So I was really fortunate. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My great grandfather started a business. My grandfather took it over. He grew it very successful. My dad, his brothers took it over. Um, and the story, you know, that you're referring to there is I, I flunked out of college. I, I went to college. My dad had to get a second mortgage on the house to pay for it. I, I wasn't mature enough. Um, and when I found out how much he had paid for college, I was like, I'll pay you back one day, dad. I have no idea how. So now that we're in a good spot over here, um, I was just able to take that trip with them and, and do stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take a little bit of a step, not, not foot all the way off the throttle, just a little bit off, enjoy life while we can and, and do for those sure. things. So I, I think yeah. he appreciates it. And no shame and no regrets there. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, and now I want to go into a little bit that, um, a little bit into recent past. What are some of the things your business values in regards to serving your clients? And did any of that change last year during the pandemic and remote work? Yeah, so we've always been customer first. And I know a lot of times people, 
they think money first, like, what can I go sell to make a lot of money or what can I do? And for us, that's, that's always been the last question we've asked. The first question we've always asked is how can we make that repair experience better? And, you know, sometimes we come up with things that, that make money. Sometimes we don't, but, you know, in direct relation to COVID, we did a couple things. Uh, one of them was immediately when COVID hit, we're like, okay, trucks still have to move. People are freaking out. Let's just go give them free access to repair information. So this platform where we normally charge a couple hundred bucks a month, we just sent an email out in social media and said, hey, you want free access for the next 90 days, 100 days, whatever it ends up being, wow. you can have it. Like, let's keep freight moving. That's important right now. So we did that for our customers. Right. Uh, the other thing we did for was one of the big things was for our employees. So I have kids, I have elementary kids, and nobody knew what was going to happen with schools. They, they all got sent home for how long, what's next year look like, nobody mm -hmm. knew. And what we did is we hired an elementary school teacher here at the company. And we took one of our rooms oh. and we converted it to a classroom. And we brought in a teacher and a teacher's assistant. And we told our employees, look, I, I know my kids are going to go here. My wife's not a teacher. She's a, she's a stay-at-home mom. Uh, we learned during that short break, neither me or my wife were great teachers, mm -hmm. uh, especially their own kids. So let's go, let's go bring someone in here. And employees, they, it was free, no cost to them. They could bring their, their children to work. They could bring them down there. It was not a daycare. It was a educational area. Um, and we worked through it. So I, I think doing things like that for the customers and employees, those things just pay off tremendously down the long run. And it goes back to everything we do here is just take care of the customer, man. If, they, if they're unhappy, they're unhappy. Take a refund, take the product back, work mm -hmm. with them, give them training. What do we got to do? Uh, because I know if I take care of customers, I take care of employees. Mm -hmm. I know I'll get that back tenfold every right. single day of the week. And it's, it's the long game. A lot of people don't get it. It's the long game. Right. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. I got to tell you, Tyler, that I don't know if you've uh, looked into some of our uh, recent past episodes, but I've been noticing a trend a lot about the the business owners that I, we've been bringing on here. I don't know if it's just because of the the, cho uh, the choices that, uh, that we've done of, of bringing people on, but uh, that the CEOs uh, nowadays, or at least uh, uh, new age uh, CEOs, they seem to be way more concerned about the well-being of, of their employees because They'll, uh, not only is it just seeing about like profits in the, in the long run, but it's just like the well-being of, of your employees, it'll, it'll come back to you both in, uh, their respect and, uh, and their effort. Cause if they respect you, they'll put in the effort. That's just, uh, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, and I can, yeah, I can tell you why on my side, because what I've learned, I'm, I'm in my early forties here, but every time I've ever worked at a company or done a tour to place or interviewed someone that had a very impactful organization, the common denominator I've always found it's they took care of their employees and their employees are there for a long time and they didn't want to leave. Right. They weren't looking for other jobs. They, they weren't about they training. Did. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. And every time I, I went to go work for somebody or worked with some other company and they just weren't executing, you look at it and be like, well, you guys got a hundred percent turnover. I, I can imagine why, like you can't flip around employees like that. Sure. You have to you have to have people there that care about your company at the end of the day, and that's a really really hard thing to do and to to measure and to to say this is what it's worth. But for us, like we'll, we'll we love doing that kind of stuff. Anything we can do to improve engagement with our employees and keep them around uh, helps us. And especially today, there's over 11 million open jobs in the U.S. right now. It's the Great Resignation era, and right. you know we we really are careful about making sure hey, we want people to stick around the the high performing employees. Well, that's, that's honestly really great to hear, Tyler. Uh, and I, right now, I want to go, uh, while we're on the subject, I want to go into a little bit about your domain expertise. What's going on in your industry right now that you think could be done better? 
Uh, and what are you doing differently to set yourselves apart from the rest in terms of uh, innovation? Yeah, so one of the things we've been really good about is looking at a particular problem and saying, maybe there's a better way to do this. So what's already unique about us is there's a lot of places that sell diagnostic tools. I compete against billion dollar corporations that sell diagnostic tools. Snap-on sells diagnostic tools. So do we, right? So how do you compete against someone like that? You change the game, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, the, it's like the same, like, how do you beat Bobby Fischer? You, you don't play him at chess. You play a different game. So, yeah. so the, the game we go play isn't about selling you a diagnostic tool. It's about selling you all the things you need to be successful in that experience of repairing the truck. So the first line on our website isn't we sell diagnostic tools, it's we provide repair efficiencies, right? As you'd started it off with. So that's one piece of it. So for an example, one of the things we've realized is when you buy a tool from us, you get access to live diesel techs to actually talk to, to fix your equipment. That's mm -hmm. something nobody else does. They may give you IT support for software and licensing, but we're actually gonna give you a live diesel tech. We'll remote into your tool. We'll tell you how to help fix things. That's a service we provide when you're mm -hmm. a customer of ours. But then we sit here and we say, well, if we're doing that for our customers, why wouldn't we do that for anybody that has any tool anywhere? We already support and sell all these things. So why don't we do that and make it its own thing? So that's what you'll be seeing from diesel laptops in the first quarter is us going to market and saying, oh, you bought a tool from our competitor. That's fine. How would you actually like to have a phone a friend and chat a friend to be able to have a diesel tech to help walk you through your experience that you're having? Because I know if I do that, they'll probably buy the next thing from me. They'll need other tools and other services. Right, right. And don't get me wrong, we're going to charge them for it. It's going to be a revenue generating thing, but it just keeps building out the brand, building out yeah. all the services we offer and all the things we do. And that's really how we keep looking at things and driving it away from the product. It's not the product that we're selling you, it's the solution we're selling you. And we'll right. backfill it with the products that need to give you that solution. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the evolution we have going on here at Diesel Laptops. And it's getting a lot of people to think differently about how we attack problems. But I can tell you this, it's working. We're, we're still growing at a remarkably fast clip. So the market's responding and that's the ultimate deciding factor. Wow. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that, that def that's definitely going well. It uh, seems like a lot of th those uh, billionaire companies got to cut out for them. <laughs> but I'm really glad to, uh, or I'm really excited to see uh, how you guys will go uh, grow. I'm definitely going to keep following you guys. And uh, on, that, on that note, uh, we went into a little bit about the past and the present, but now I want to hear about the future. What's on the agenda for diesel laptops in the near future? Yeah, so what we've really been great about is going to sell and solve the problems of smaller companies. So when you look at who fixes commercial trucks, a lot of it's independent truck repair shops. They're all over the country. And mm -hmm. we've been doing a great job of getting our marketing to them because they're quick sales cycles. They don't have 20 layers of management and budget approvals and, and all these things. It's usually right. the owner you're talking to. It's much easier to target small business than it is to go find the right person inside a 10,000 employee company to, to convince them to do these things. So one of the big things that we're really focused on now is we do a great job in that market I just talked about. They're never going to go away, but now it's time to move up the tree. So we always say, we always say, Hey, we're not even getting the low hanging fruit. We're just getting the fruit on the ground. Now we're getting <laughs> the low hanging fruit. Now let's start, let's start working up the tree. So now it's going after the big enterprises. And again, it's, it's that analogy with the Bobby Fisher comment. It's not going to these big companies and saying, Hey, we got diagnostic tools. They get that all day long. What do they really care about? They really care about data. They really care about being efficient. They really want to be very, very good at those things because they get it. If they can go save 1% over here, right, the knowledge. it's a dramatic impact. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a huge impact to them. So that's what it's about now. Now it's about going to the bigger organizations. 
So for those companies that are listening that do have those billion dollar revenue numbers, you know, that's, that's the exact market we're now targeting and going after and making our inroads. So we're spending a lot of money and time building out the right products and services and processes and people, but that's where we're going as a company in 2022. And um, frankly, we have to, right? I mean, what we grew last year, we grew 30% last year in revenue. That's more revenue than I did like the first three years combined is how much we grew in the last 12 months. Wow. So it, it, it's constantly, yeah, we look yeah, at it this year and be like, man, we got to grow another 30%. That's 50% more than we grew last year. You know, it, the numbers just uh -huh. get bigger and bigger as you go, but that's all part of the fun game at this point uh, for us. And it's the things we like to do over here. All right. Well, and, and then especially now that at least the, the, the supply chain, it seems to be opening up uh, up gradually but it uh, it's finally opening up a little bit so yeah you definitely gonna have to come out swinging and i'm excited to uh, hear from you guys in in the future yeah and the supply chain is gonna get better i mean a lot of companies are doing what we do we had a little bluetooth tool we came out with mm -hmm. um you know and there's a lot of chips in that thing and it ended up saying hey we want that same thing and the, the supplier says well it's gonna be a year they'll get all the chips so, you know, what we did, we took all the chips out, right? The ones we didn't need, <laughs> the ones we could get around with. And a lot of companies are doing that. And it, it, this ripple effect is going to be around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, technology is going to figure it out. A lot of smart people are going to figure it out. And we're going to get there at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, Tyler, it was great talking to you, uh, honestly. But before we go, though, where can the audience find you? And do you possibly have anything to share with them? I'll tell you what I do need, right? So if people listen, what I do need is employees. So we have positions open in sales, marketing, tech support, engineering, all over the board. And we're, you know, we obviously have our headquarters here in South Carolina, but we have a lot of remote employees. So we're always looking for great employees. And they can go find us at www.diesellaptops.com. Just go to the, uh, you know, the employment opportunity section on there. Uh, otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. So I love posting on LinkedIn. It's my favorite platform. The best B2B platform ever built, and it's absolutely free. Everybody should be on there if they're in business mm -hmm. in any regards. So I yeah. like to hang out there quite a bit. Yeah, I actually love that they're going uh, leaning more towards uh, content because that's what I love. That's what I, I just love seeing the content. All right. Well, you heard him. Give him a follow on social media and also check out their own podcast, the DL on their website. Uh, the I assume the download or diesel laptops. That's what it stands for. Um, and as well as on YouTube. So again, Tyler Robertson from Diesel, diesel Laptops. Everyone, thank you so much for stopping by and thank you for creating a culture of innovation within your business. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, Roman here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creating a Culture of Innovation. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at caci.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. Did you find what we talked about today valuable? Please give it a like and share it on social media. Or if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them and make sure to include the hashtag Creating a Culture of Innovation. We'd love to bring on a diverse group of guests. Since we're regularly putting out new content, subscribe and make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it mean a lot to me and my team. Want to learn more about nerd support and how we can help you succeed with technology? Visit our website at nerdsupport.com or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at nerdsupport. Thanks for listening in and we hope you'll stop by next time.